Hello? We have one extra day that we go without recording. And we suddenly have a I million mean, new stops. Can you believe it? And I'm, we are eight seconds into this podcast and I'm already overwhelmed <laughs> and I'm already exhausted. So wish us luck, ladies and gentlemen. It was, that's the thing is like, we was like, oh, pre-planned. We usually do Sunday. We are going to do a Monday recording. Nothing big could happen on, you know, a Sunday night. Everything happened on Everything Sunday night. Everything happened on Sunday night. Oh my, but imagine if we recorded on Sunday we and did. then I was driving in my car home from recording this podcast and you text me saying Taylor's releasing something. We'd be furious. We'd be furious. Like it would be, it would be awful to upload something so out of date and we're always on the pulse, darling. Exactly. That's what people know us for. I know. You know, the pulse types. The pulse. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And as we said before, we are recording this a day late, but not a dollar short. Absolutely not. Uh, and we have a lot to talk about today, but first we are going to talk about our weeks. Yes. Matt Palmer, yes. I guess you go first. I guess. You've done a lot more this week than I have. I mean, I did go to Seattle. I visited my friend Justin, his boyfriend Andy. It was and Justin's birthday yes, on happy Sunday. Sunday was Justin's birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday to Justin. And Justin and I have been friends. Justin and I have been friends since high school and so it's always good to catch up with friends like that seattle also is gorgeous which i guess i knew in theory but i didn't know like there's just so many bodies of water everywhere have you never gone to seattle I've before to visit to Se- justin i thought you did i didn't oh <laughs> that's just why it was good that i went it had been a minute some of that was covid's fault some of that was mine but he has a lovely townhouse he has like a lovely home and oh, good for her i mean killing it and then again the bodies of water just like the kind of it was very autumnal like the first day we got there it was very hot and like oh we're getting to see like the summer side of Seattle and then it turned on a dime I'm telling you went from highs of like 88 when we were on the Space Needle that first day to highs of I want to say 62. Oh, no. How did you pack? Were you expecting this to happen? I was. So I was like, I have like one pair of shorts and then like long sleeves (laughs) after that. And so we went and we saw, went out of town a little bit and saw a waterfall, which was lovely. Um, Went to a park, so many views. It just is like we sat right on the water to have a drink, a little happy hour moment. It just was so lovely. So great to meet all of his friends uh, who I had heard so much about, but had not met. So getting faces to names was lovely. It just was... You know, also great to not have work. Like taking days off of work and using that PTO, 
you got to do it, people. Like, I'm always a big proponent of closing that computer right when you are off the clock. And I'm also a big proponent of using your paid time off because there's nothing better. I just put in for two weeks over Christmas. So hope nobody needs me to do anything because I'm leaving my work computer here as I fly across the country. What if uh, someone drops something big and at your other job, two gay mats, <laughs> you have to suddenly work? Are you going to take your time off? I will have what? my two gay mats equipment with me wherever I go. Okay, so good. You, yes. So if, if Act Two Renaissance drops, she wouldn't drop it on like Christmas Day, girl. You never know. Maybe yeah. not Christmas Day, but like maybe like a December nineteenth. We don't. I all right. We got a December thirteenth. I will have my stuff ago. with me. Okay. okay. Jeez. I'm just saying. Be oh prepared. Gosh, I'm always prepared. When all have right. I not been prepared? I'm just saying. Okay. And so Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? It was fine. I did none of the uh, exciting, relaxing, fun things that Matt Palmer <laughs> did during his week, but that's okay because you know I work so hard in my life. Okay. Uh, I just had work. I um, also uh, my friend Alicia is out of town, and so I'm looking after her. Cats, like I'm nice. going over, over, you know, every day and like feeding the cats. She just got a new kitten who likes to play and an older cat who does not like to play. <laughs> okay. And so I'm playing with the baby cat and the baby cat's like trying to play with the older cat and the older cat's just like, no, go away. And I'm like, no, Princess Tiana, come play with me. <laughs> her name's That's Princess what, Tiana. Her name is Princess Tiana. That's very cute. Uh, and Charlie is just like, doesn't is not a fan of Princess Tiana, mm. but I'm sure they'll grow to love each other. Um, and what else did I do? I filmed, since Matt Palmer was away, I filmed a reaction video with uh, our old friend Matt Harkenreiter who I had not seen in several years so that was an adventure because he was just flying into town because I forget from where and uh, I picked him up from the airport yeah, wow. I know because I was just like, you know what? He's doing this nice thing and like filling in for Matt Palmer. Yes, I, I was like, do you need me, uh, me to pick you up from the airport? Because like, you know, he was going to take an Uber from the airport to my place and then right. Uber back from my place to his place. Like, it's like that's so much money. Like, girl, I will pick you up. That is very nice. That's fine. Like at the airport, it was like ten o'clock at night, so it was just like a fifteen minute drive. Okay, so it was fine, and it was nice catching up with him. Um, what else? I, I've been, you know, living off of the. Um, uh, Big Brother feeds. Oh my gosh! Absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a a relatively uh, eventful week. Oh, guess whose birthday was also Sunday? Who's? And I uh, went and I saw him, our good friend and my old roommate, Pastor Dan. <gasps> Pastor Dan, so, happy birthday! Happy birthday! So I went to his place. So him and Justin share a birthday. So I went to his place uh, that he's living at now. Hung out in the backyard with like him and his friends, met a couple mm. of his friends for a little bit. It was nice. It was fun. You know who else's birthday was on Sunday? Who? Our friend Rory, who has been in videos. I think we talked about Mariah's World with him or something. Uh, and he's a lovely podcaster, comedian you know, as well. Justin has also been in a two game mats video. Which two where game we mats? are. It's the weirdest time. <laughs> it was like back when we started making videos and we were like, you know what the people want to watch? Us playing charades. Oh. And it's like, right. why would anyone want to watch that? I don't know, but it was just the idea you had. Wow. And Justin was in town visiting. And it was Justin and Jeff Majors, right? Justin and Jeff Majors and Brian and Blythe were like taking score or whatever. So if you were born August 28th, chances are you were a guest on the Two Gay Mats (laughs) show at some point. Or if you're a gay mat in the LA area, we're looking for you to fill in. Because we all have busy lives and we only work with gay mats. 
And Janie. <laughs> what, and Janie. What if there was an episode of Two Game Mats where we were both out of town and it was just like two random gay mats? I would love that. <laughs> that I would think be so much if fun. If we want to do like an April Fool's of just like two random gay mats hosting, I'd love yeah. that. I yeah. That would be excellent. And we would have to like train them from like behind the scenes. Right. It's like, like, you're, you got, you're not doing it right. You're not, you're not giving it enough. Faster. Not giving it enough. Oh, speaking of faster, yeah. uh, like other podcasts I listen to mm. um, where there are some heterosexual men. I was like this one Big Brother podcast I listen to. Mm. Um, Rob has a podcast. It's so funny because I listen to it at 1.5 times the speed. Mm. So it's like going extra fast. And they are still nowhere near as fast as <laughs> how we sound when we talk to each other on the podcast. I literally, sometimes I listen to our podcast and I'm like, should I be talking slower? Like, <laughs> But the energy's so high. I know. And we're so excited we have to a, see all the people. And we have a lot to say. We're emotional and it makes us talk faster. I'm sorry. That's what gay, it's like gays walk fast and they talk fast. Oh my God. Justin walks so fast. And you know, since I've been to LA, I've started walking more leisurely. Yeah, maybe you just walk slow. I don't feel like I do. I've been told that I'm an extremely fast walker because I am. But like, I think it's a normal pace for me. Like, whenever I'm meeting someone new and walking with them, they're always like, "Whoa, calm the fuck down." And I'm like, "We're we need to go. I like, just, we have I'm, places to go. I'm just a stroll. I like to stroll. I hate slow walkers. Why? I hate them. I mean, you can go by me. I'm like, I'll wish you all the best. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going. You know what I hate? Working out when you're not working out. <laughs> so if ever I'm not in the gym or I'm not like, oh, I'm going for a run, which hello would never. But I'm going to be as leisurely as possible. But you do you consider like a walk, a fast one, out? a fast. But one. what if it's not fast to you? Like well, I'm not break, breaking a sweat. I'm going from my perspective. I can only see through these two eyes. So mm-hmm. my normal is normal and fast as fast. Uh, <laughs> and guys, this is the objective opinion. This is here. it. It's very objective. This is we how, love we, that. how we measure everything. <laughs> All right. So wait, should we dive in? I feel like the Taylor folks probably want us to talk about oh, the, the biggest news of the week. Of, yeah, of the last 12 hours. <laughs> so last night, the end of the VMAs, Taylor Swift wins for the All Too Well short film, you know, depending on who She you wins ask. the Video Music Award yes. for a, what she calls a short film. <laughs> yes. And so she gets on stage. She brings Dylan O'Brien and I think another friend who I wasn't familiar with. But uh, they get on, she gets on stage. She talks about, you know, she's so happy. And, you know, she had an idea that if she was so lucky to have won this award, which, by the way, I'm sure the only way she was coming is they probably told her, like, we swear you're winning. Please come. <laughs> Uh, she's like, I would just announce that my new album comes out October 21st. And, well, you'll know more at midnight. At midnight. <laughs> and so I'm... Little did we know. I'm sitting in the Seattle airport on the Discord, which is in a disarray. If you're a patron, you got to get on the Discord because there are arguments out the wazoo. And Taylor drops this information. Midnight comes and uh, I go to her website. It has crashed. <laughs> but she does post on her Instagram a cover, which is like her with a cigarette like well, not a cigarette AF lighter yes with- it looks like a 1970s like art house film, like a grainy quality. She shows that side A will have six tracks, side B will have seven tracks, a total of 13, shock. And uh, she tells us in the comments, Midnight's the stories of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life will be out October 21st. Meet me at midnight. Um, she writes a whole monologue about like this is 13 sleepless nights throughout her life and she's going to talk about those personal moments she went through. It was a little unclear initially whether they're like, okay, so are we talking about songs that didn't make previous albums during these 13 sleepless nights? But it seems like no. It seems like we're revisiting those times and she is writing from the perspective where she was at the moment. I feel like, and this is my conjecture, my theory, uh, Joe Alwyn was like, okay, 
I love you. We can be together. You will never write about our current relationship. And she was like, okay. <laughs> oh, you will never write about, but she writes about her current she relationship does. in Lover. Uh, she does a little, but nothing beyond. Because she's like, I'll write short stories. This one's about two teens. This is about like the girl who owned my house before. And yeah. like these are from sleepless nights throughout my life. Not now, though. Interesting. Um, I I've, think there's an agreement. I, I enjoy the concept a lot. I think it, and I'm happy that it is something that is personal. She's I singing agree. about her own experiences because that is what she is so, so good at. Brilliant. You know, as, as wonderful as we love hearing about make-believe people who maybe <laughs> lived in the house before her. <laughs> Which is a great song. And that everything. is a great song. It's like I like when she writes about her own personal experiences, I just feel the stakes so much more in her music. So I'm excited. And I think this is a solid, strong concept. It seems Absolutely. like it could be a very emotional album. And I don't know, I think it's really solid. Like a really solid idea. And it's if a, the songs are great, I'm excited. I'm with you. I cannot wait to hear from her perspective, because I feel like I also feel like as someone who, you know, is writing songs in a happy relationship, it's more fun to think about when things were like dramatic and terrible and amazing. Of it's course. Just like <laughs> when you have a consistent long term relationship, it's like no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> like yeah. we'd rather hear about Jake Chillenhall for the 900th time. <laughs> I know. Let's talk about that birthday party. Let's talk about it. Forever. And uh, so she's ready to talk about whatever she's going to talk about. October 21st is unfortunately also the day that Carly Rae Jepsen was planning on releasing her album um we were planning on reacting to it that night and we did change over <laughs> to taylor just because we have to uh and it also was the day that megan trainer's new album was supposed to come out if i i feel like when beyonce announced renaissance there was scattering of folks from july 29th i think these ladies and anyone else who plans to release on that day could just take a break you know, like just move it back a week. Like, and that's fine. I mean, I'm sure that's harder. That's easier said than done. Yeah, know. I mean, I have distribution. You just press cancel. <laughs> I don't think Carly Rae is involved in the pushing of her own she's button. Not, release button. She's not, but her label, I'm sure, is hovering over that cancel True. button right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I was telling my new roommate, Travis, I was just like, I feel so bad for Carly Rae. I do too. And, and he was just like, she's going to be fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> She like like people actually worry about this stuff for like pop stars and it's like yes, yes. we absolutely, absolutely do. We do yeah and and I had to explain to him the whole because you know it's also Kim Kardashian's birthday people felt like that was shade or some sort right. of thing and, and everything uh, and I was and he was like why and I had to explain to him the whole back <laughs> oh he didn't know he didn't know at wow. all he's not he he doesn't know about that stuff he's you know off probably living a more productive life than either of us. <laughs> the sw- like, I feel like people who are not Taylor Swift fans must think that Taylor Swift fans are completely insane because I was yes. seeing tweets, and the thing is, we are fans, I don't think we'd be Swifties, but we are fans, but I was seeing tweets about like, October 21st, 10 plus 1 plus 2 equals 13. <laughs> and like, if you like had no idea what Taylor Swift, like her things were, would you not see that tweet and be like, what the fuck what are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? And of course, it's 13 tracks, which I appreciate because as much as we love Taylor, sometimes her albums can be more recently a little overlong. Yeah. So it seems like she has called it to the top 13 tracks, and I'm excited to see what it's going to say. I just like, from the cover, can't get a complete grasp on like sonically where we're going. You know, like she's wearing makeup. It's, of course, going to be emotional. She has that second picture where she's like arm down on a table, like with a drink in her hand, maybe. And like, it's going to be emotional. But like musically, I'm just glad we're out of the woods. (laughs) But I would love to know sonically, what are we doing? You know what I mean? I, you know, I get a, it's interesting. I get a clear aesthetic from 
the visuals mm. and I say visuals as if there's more than two um, <laughs> but I right. get a clear aesthetic from it with the concept to me I don't know I I feel like I kind of know a direction that we're heading in even if I can't pinpoint sonically exactly okay. what it's going to be like I'm excited about it and y'all when we have this live reaction we're going to give our honest opinions Swifties know that we love Taylor she's incredibly talented even if some of her music's not for us so please don't yell at us <laughs> I just need to say that up front. I'll probably be saying it for the next two months because people get mad when because we talk. When someone has a category that big, yes. you can't possibly like be in love with every single solitary Absolutely. thing. The catalog's huge. And, you know, we'll have our opinions. Did like, I say catalog or category? You said category, but I was Did I say let, category? You did, but I was going to let you have it. This I wasn't even going to. What happens when you talk too fast on a podcast? <laughs> I know. We need to slow it down. There are times I re-listen to our podcast or videos and I'm just like, oh, I just said the wrong word. <laughs> like... I remember this one time I said platitude when I meant to say multitude. And I was like, oh, those are completely different things. <laughs> I think that's fine. People get the, you know, it's not really what you're saying. It's how you say it. People get sure. the emotion behind it. And I think that's what's important. People knew. People knew. You could hear it in my soul. In other huge news. <sighs> and things you could hear in your fucking soul. The legendary Miss Britney Spears went onto YouTube yesterday during the day before this Taylor announcement, right? Mm. And she released uh, basically a voice memo. It was like a white screen. It was on her official YouTube channel, and it was a 22-minute description, explanation of her point of view of what happened to her during that conservatorship. Um, She promptly deleted it pretty quickly after it was posted, but of course there are YouTube videos floating around discussing it. She basically is like, you know, I have many offers on the table, big sit-down interviews from Oprah are being pitched to me, and it just feels weird to make money off of my story in this way. I'd rather just get it directly to you, and so here's what fucking happened. Amazing. The fact that she's like, I don't need fucking money. No, why would she? I don't need a sit-down with Oprah. I just want to tell people what happened, so I'm going to open up my iPhone and record a voice memo. And even though you could hear the emotion in her voice, it was not like, oh, this is my big emotional moment. It's like, I'm going to just tell you the facts. Yeah, and I love that because I feel like if there was an Oprah interview, mm-hmm. which like I would still obviously watch. I mean, but maybe like, when the book's released. Yeah, but like I feel like if there was like a big overly, I feel like they would really dramatize it and like the networks would milk every oh, ounce of drama and emotion from it and everything. And it's like, is that right? I mean, I feel like it is her story to tell in any way she wants to. So mm-hmm. if she was going to monetize it, and I mean, maybe the book is a little bit of that. Sure. I would never hold any grudges, but I thought it was very brave and impressive. She sounds so clear-headed. Like, the fact mm-hmm. that they were trying to convince us and spin her into being some, you know, cr- someone who was out of control or out of their mind. And she's like, the worst thing I did was like... Chase around the paparazzi and like talk in a British accent. And I thought it was fun. I thought that was the most fun thing I ever did with my fame. So, how this all happened to me, I can't believe. And she kind of goes in and talks about the reason I'm more mad at my sister and mother is, you know, they were the ones that I thought were going to be on my side. And Mm -hmm. I was sent away to this you know, treatment center because I said no to a dance move. They're running around with their kid playing baseball in my fucking beach house. Oh. And as if I was dead, I like the fact that she was like, I was here like suffering and Horrible. like in, in this building that I did not want to be in while they were in my house. And it's like, Ooh, I, I and just like the devastating point she makes. She's like, I did this show 
for however long. And she's like, and I know I was terrible. Yeah. She's like, I was just going through the moment motions. I was a robot. I know I was fucking bad. She's like, I would just wore wigs because I didn't like want to do my, I would just have like set in conditioner in my hair and just put a wig mm. over top of it. And like, and it's like, how devastating that is to like reveal something like that. I, right. I, like that moment really struck me. The part where she says that, Recording Glory made her feel so good. And you could tell. You can tell. You listen to that listen album. Listen to that and it's like a different person versus a Britney Jean. Even a femme fatale, which I like, it is a different human being with like such a point of view. And, and she's like, and I could see the fire in my eyes again. It's like she talks about herself because it's so funny because her Instagram reels and stuff, she often doesn't reference her own song. She doesn't. There are times when you're like, do you know how big big of a deal you are? But the way she talks about the passion in her heart is how our fans talk about it. The mm-hmm. like whole fire in your eyes thing is what you always want from Britney Spears. And so when that album came out and we listened to it and it was so, you just could feel her in it yeah. in a way that you couldn't until like prior to the conservatorship. I'm so glad she said that because it's like, we're right about that it's like album. We could tell. Oh, we could the feel second it. we listened to it, we both walked in the same room and we were just like, did you listen to that? Unbelievable. Like, fantastic. Yeah. And as she was like, I don't understand why these people that don't even know me are out in their free Britney t-shirts on the street speaking truth to power and my sister and my brother and my mom are nowhere to be found. I know. Another thing that was striking to me was the fact she was like, I missed my AA meetings, which I went to even though I wasn't an right. alcoholic. Right. And she's like, but I just loved being there because I thought the people were wonderful yes. and brilliant. And I mean, it's like, this is, that's how she like essentially created friendships right. and everything was through all of this and everything. And it, it, it was just so heartbreaking. It's such an interesting story to tell. And the right. fact that she was just like, I couldn't, you know, do fun things in Vegas with my background dancers because I didn't have, ca- I couldn't, wasn't allowed to have cash. Right. And like friends I've known since childhood would come and see me in Vegas and essentially wouldn't speak to me and they would be drinking champagne and getting their nails done. And, The thing is, I realize she's upset because of how alienating that is, of course. But I am positive every single one of those friends was told, like, by Jamie Spears and whatever was the control was, do not fucking speak to her. Do not look her in the eye. Like, the whole goal of that conservatorship was to make sure she felt as alone and helpless and lifeless as possible. She's like, I was working seven days a week. Like, mm. Devastating. It's just, yeah. if you can find the link, I implore you to listen to it. It's just, I, again, only want good things for her. She talks about how she's excited to be putting out Hold Me Closer with one of the most brilliant men on the planet, Elton John. And I just want her happy. I think it's just unreasonable for us to request that she get over it. You know, it's oh, unreasonable. Yeah. I feel like there are people out there who are like, see her Instagram post and like, oh, she's off, you know, unhinged. She's off the rails again. It's like, no, this is someone who has been abused systematically over the course of 15 years by the people that were supposed to protect her and love her. Her closest family members, of course, she's fucking pissed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, okay. so she can make as many voice memos as she fucking wants Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so... There was a lot going on with Olivia Wilde and Don't Worry Darling Mm -hmm. and Miss Flo. Mm -hmm. And so I need a little assistance from you. So essentially, from what I understand, Mm -hmm. Olivia Wilde uh, gave an interview in which she talks about a lot of things. She talks about uh, feeling like she was being shamed for dating Harry Styles, how about 
being uh, upset with Jason Sudeikis, the way that she was served at, um, what was it, like a pan? Oh, it was at Comic-Con that she got served uh, about her kids and, you know, all of that situation. And she also talks about, you know, um, Shia LaBeouf getting fired from uh, the film Don't Worry Darling. Um, And Shia does not agree with that. Yes. So he responds and basically pins an open letter to Variety saying that there's a reason that you know I did not get fired and you know I quit your film. I realize I'm persona non grata and probably always will be, which by the way, it's like, shut up. And But like, I have to protect my kids and like one day when they're able to read, they'll read this and I think it's good that the truth is out there, not just the court of public opinion. I quit your film. Uh, you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse. He also sends a FaceTime, like a FaceTime video from Olivia Wilde, like basically saying, like, I think we can work this out. You, me, and Miss Flo or whatever. Like, I, re- I realize and understand your point of view and her point of view. So clearly there's a division there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really want to don't want to give up on this. Like, what do you think? What do you say? So which backs up what he's saying. Uh, and then after all of this drama goes down, Florence Pugh is like, I'm doing one press thing for this. I'm on the set of Dune 2. Like, I don't want to be involved. Oh, well, the thing is, like, Florence Pugh was always, like, after, you know, when it was announced this movie was going to, up to leading up to the promo, leading up to the trailer and everything, mm. I feel like Florence Pugh was always just like, I'm not doing any press for this. I am going to go to the premiere. I'm doing one press thing, and that is it. So everyone was kind of like, was there trouble in paradise here like did she have a bad onset experience or anything and now that all of this is coming out it's kind of just like oh maybe this was just a mess overall like everything involved and she was just like i don't want to be a part of anything that's happening i am busy i don't have time for this and And, i did not have a good experience and it's like my understanding is that shia is difficult and i Mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot of problematic shit about shia labeouf that we all know we don't need to dive into but it's like, is the division just between Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh? Or is it also between uh, Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh? There are rumors that, you know, Olivia Wilde was spending a lot of alone time with Harry. Yeah, well, Styles. that's where they met, right? That's where they met. Yeah. On- and so I imagine like on set, it was a lot of people being like, uh, they're having sex. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's just. And Florence Pugh was probably just like, Mm-mm, I don't have time for that. It's no. just messy. Yeah. It's just like, why does it need to be like this? I, I. Wonder if we're going to get to the bottom of it. I honestly feel like if I were Olivia Wilde, I would stop giving press too because I feel like she's an open book in a way that is usually refreshing. But here it's like, no, close the book. No, no close the book. That Florence Pugh's like, I'm closing that book. And you like, gotta close it, the book. Because Florence Pugh's, Pugh's very much is like, look, it's not important. I'm closing the book. I'm not dealing with it. All of this being said, I'm so excited to see this movie. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be good? It looks so fucking good. Those two trailers are so good. Well, I also know Florence P was upset because the first trailer featured a lot of sex visuals. Oh, okay. And she was like, I... That is not the movie that like I made. Mm. Um, I feel I think it's gross that marketing is like using those visuals and those scenes to like market this movie like to try to like probably gain male audiences because they want right. to see me like being railed by Harry Styles. I get like, that. And so that was she felt like that was gross and everything. So, but that being said, the movie does look excellent. What did you think of? Did you see that clip of Harry Styles like in a big emotional moment that people were saying like he was just drifting in and out of many accents? <laughs> But the thing is, like, I assume he's supposed to be British in the... Because it's not like he got rid of his British accent right. for that scene. So I assume he's supposed to be British for the movie. And, but it's like, but were you just getting British from the clip? I'm just going off of the quote tweets. People, I was getting British from the clip. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's his British. I, I don't know if I've ever, like, really paid attention <laughs> listen to, like, listen to his natural <laughs> accent. But, right. like, I don't know. It sounded like a British accent. I, I was like, okay. 
I don't know. I didn't really have much, many much thoughts. Well, the previews do look interesting. I could see it going either way. I hope mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's a lot of, you know, buzz around it now. People are going to be at least curious to hey, see it. Hey, I'm buying a ticket, guys. I mean, any press is good press for some people. Uh, but some people also were mad at Harry Styles because he has a new Rolling Stone pri- profile in which, not his fault, but like the li- Rolling Stone says like he's the new king of pop, which is like... You know, I've let go of Michael Jackson for my reasons, but like, let's be serious. Um, and then he goes on to talk about gay sex in a way that's a little weird. Uh, they t- here we go. They touch on the sex scenes in the film, and Styles says, "My policeman's director, Michael Grandage, wanted to highlight what sex is really like between two men." Styles goes on to critique sex scenes in other queer films. So much of gay sex in film is two guys going at it, and it kind of removes the tenderness from it. There will be, I imagine, some people who watch it uh, who were very much alive during this time when it was illegal to be gay and Michael wanted to show that it's a tender tender loving and sensitive and people were mad (laughs) like the people were like but you don't have sex with men like (laughs) why are you giving your feedback on other queer films which I think is a valid critique well I imagine he was sort of just like parroting like what he was told sure like what the director wanted like I, I imagine or what some sort of producer or something said to him like you know in a lot of movies te- is like gay sex is very this and, right and we want it to be like that and so harry styles is probably like okay like i'll just like repeat that right. <laughs> for, for like these interviews and everything right. i mean i i hate it when like sex is like romanticized like in <laughs> any way in any direction like because i'm just like it's just Sex. I don't know. Like it, when people are like, oh, the tenderness, oh, the blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh, it's so aggressive. It's just like, I don't know. Mm. It's, it, it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, <laughs> like, to quote Janet Jackson on, I believe, the Demita Joe album after Sex Exhibition, relax. It's just sex. Hey. <laughs> She's always on the money, people. That's what I would say in every interview. Like if I had a sex scene in a movie, I'd just be like, it's just sex, whatever. It's just sex. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of news here. I'm trying to think what's the most important. Did you see that Barbara Ferreira is exiting Euphoria? Yes. Apparently there's like drama on that set as well. Right. Any show where it's like it appeals to teenagers is about teenagers and like becomes like a huge cultural like moment for like a generation of yes. teenagers. It's a, There's always a bad experience. Always. Set. Like always. There's and like no there's something way. gross about the atmosphere like whenever I consume like like with like Glee and everything oh, well Glee is was cursed <laughs> like that was just a cursed show and yes I feel like the OC has drama there's no way that all of these young people who are getting like absurdly famous in this like pressure cooker environment are going to come out unscathed and like healthy and it seems like uh, the creator director Sam Levinson I believe his name is, mm-hmm. is you know has his own method of uh, filming and storytelling which seems to be a little less like oh this is the shot list for the day this is what we're doing and a little bit more ragtag and I don't know I feel I, I could see myself as someone who loves the plan being upset on that set yes. but um, maybe I, I don't know what it was but it seems like there were rumors of her storming off at a point and now she is very all of a sudden not in the next season she also got a very kind of reduced role at the end of the last season I thought okay. I've only seen season one but you know what teen uh, drama had no drama on set because Mm. I'm sure they were all professionals and wonderful and kind and sweet Mm. our wonderful Canadian friends up north on the set of Degrassi I mean of course it's Canadian there's never been a problem in Canada (laughs) there's never been a fight in Canada (laughs) not one time so yes never been a fight in Canada All right, what else is important Yes, anyway. Mm. Anyway, what else is important? Nick Cannon is having another baby. Saw that. Saw Number that. 10, right? Number 10. Hey, lucky 10. Meghan Markle 
started a podcast. Hey. First guest, Serena Williams, who I be- did she play her last game of tennis today? I felt like there was a oh. possibility that today could have been the last time she was going to play tennis professionally, which is wild. I saw a picture of it floating around. She's done so much for all of us. Love, love, love her. And more importantly, not more importantly, but more importantly to me. Okay. Mariah Carey's the next guest on Meghan Markle's podcast. Wait, really? Yes. Guest number two? Guest number two is Mariah Carey. Oh, and I believe Megan. it comes out uh, on Tuesday. So by the time that this is up and in your ears, listen. So you can go straight from Two Gay Matts to Meghan Markle and Mariah Carey. And uh, just imagine that Matt Steele's Meghan Markle and I'm Mariah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I would love to to uh, you know be married to a royal who like are we calling him a royal anymore because his title is no longer she's royal to me royal royal um yes no I think that's very exciting um Demi Lovato is supposedly getting those former Disney stars together to make uh, some sort of expose documentary mm-hmm. with like the Jonas Brothers Miley Cyrus uh, Selena Gomez. We're going to see if that, you know, if that comes to pass, but I would love to see it. I feel like all of us wonder what that machine is like or was like at that time that Disney was so fucking gigantic. Yeah. And I wonder like if she will include like prior to when she was on, like in the more early 2000s, Mm. back when I, because I I fell off of Disney um, like in like 2000 and two-ish like I think like that So Raven was the last like premiere of a new show that I was like you know what I think I'm done with Disney Channel not Mm. no disrespect to Miss Raven Simone who I adore of course (laughs) not like one of the best child actress of all time in my opinion but um but I would love to you know hear about like the Lizzie McGuire's and like the even Stevens and like that you know era or some of the actors in like the the movies that they would make right um like because they were there was a period of time where they were putting out a new Disney Channel original movie every single month so you know they were probably cranking those out and so sets were probably chaotic and crazy and you there were probably fights on those sets. Absolutely so, there were. I want to know. Euphoria sets who? I feel like it would be insane to not have Raven Simone there. You know what I oh, mean? Of course, yeah. Like maybe there will be other people of, you know, Raven's era, but like if you don't have Raven Simone, literally just hang it up. I don't want to see it. Like <laughs> she has stories to tell. And she will tell them. And she will tell them. She has she has never been one to mince her words. Not once. Oh, and I just this is not even a big news story, but I just thought it was funny. Did you see uh that clip going around of Heather Morris talking about a JLo dance audition she went to? <laughs> okay. <laughs> JLo. <laughs> A crazy person confirmed. Oh my God. It's like, insane. If this is true. If this, I mean, it's true. Well, so let's Why say would, what happened. Let's say what happened. You tell them, you tell the people. So apparently I didn't read the whole thing, but like just the headline alone, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't engage with this because this is too dark. Um, it's too weird. <laughs> like she said that she was auditioning for JLo at some point when she was a dancer and um, JLo apparently cut all of the girls who were Virgos from the dance call. And they had been like auditioning all day. This is a full day of work. You do not get paid for these auditions. Uh, and she literally says, okay, this was great. Can everyone who's a Virgo raise their hands? People raise their hands. She oh. whispered to an assistant. And the assistant just like, all right, you all can go home. Thank oh you Oh my so God. Much. See, I figured like, <laughs> oh man, I don't even know what I figured. I, at first I was like, oh, did they check the birthdays on the resume? No. And she just like took out all the Virgo. But then I was just like, oh wait, no, you can't have a birthday on a resume. That's like a thing. Right. And so, so damn, yes, she had to be like, who's a Virgo? That's psychotic. <laughs> I am so, so sorry. Is it? I mean, yes, of course this is horrible and like no one should do this. And like, I feel bad for those people who wasted an entire day working for this woman who wasn't going to hire you because of your astrology, like uh, astrological sign. I do think it's a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very funny. I think it's a little funny because like astrology people are just so 
crazy. Like I, I just <laughs> like it's like it's fun and like yes. finding out like oh what's your sign, what's your rising, right. what's your this and everything. Sure. When you get to a point where like you're the people, it drives me nuts when people share like the memes being like these are the signs you can't trust, and then it lists like ten out of the twelve signs, and people are like, oh my god, so true. It's just like. You're just an idiot. <laughs> like, hey, you know JLo's liking those posts. You know, she's like, mm, Virgos can't trust them because everyone is just gonna like think of someone who they know who's a Virgo and be like, mm, all Virgos must be like this. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hey, I love a Virgo. I'm very pro Virgo. I mean, we love. Vir- I mean, we love Virgos groove. Oh, it's man. like if you talk about like Virgo this and the Sagittarius this like more than twice a week. It's too much. You might be crazy and it's too much. Even Beyonce, she released Virgo's Groove. Did she say the word Virgo in the song at all? No. no. She was like, the title's enough. Just once. Because I'm not a crazy person. And it's like, <laughs> so you're saying to me, if J-Lo in some weird whacked out world was in a position to hire Beyonce to work with her for any reason. This is why they've never collabed. I Damn. Think there are many reasons why they have not collabed. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it's good that they stay apart. Yes. It just is. It is wild. And it's like totally strange. I, as someone who loves crazy diva behavior, <laughs> it did make me laugh. Of course I, I laughed, mean, but I like gasped, laughed, and then like felt sad for <laughs> the, the world. She took us on an emotional roller coaster with that. Um, okay. So That's what JLo does. You she, know? she does. Uh, is there any other news that you'd like to discuss this week? I don't think so. I mean, there's stuff to discuss, but we can talk about it later. We can talk about it later. <laughs> okay. Well, great. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back for more 2 Game Mats, the podcast. <laughs> 